I'm Dr. Patrick Flume, guest author of this E-Cystic Fibrosis Review Special Edition. I'm Professor of Medicine and Pediatrics at the Medical University of South Carolina. I'm speaking now with Dr. Stuart Elborn, Dean and Professor at Queen's University in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and Consultant Physician in the Adult Cystic Fibrosis Center. Thank you, Stuart, for being with us today. A pleasure. So first, Stuart, can you tell me how are you currently using inhaled antibiotics in your practice? So our aim would be that any patients who have chronic infection with Pseudomonas aeruginosa would be on a long-term inhaled antibiotic regime. For other organisms, it would depend a little bit on the sensitivities, but if there was a suitable inhaled antibiotic, we would consider that in that population group also. Are you currently using the labeled indication of month-on, month-off as a strategy for treating those patients? So we do use that regime in some patients, though historically we have used continuous colostin in people with CF and chronic pseudomonas infection. That was used prior to, for example, tobramycin being licensed. So the trend in in our centre has been that we initially alternated colostin and tobramycin in patients who were not doing so well on continuous colomycin. Let's say they were perhaps having more frequent exacerbations or they were having some decline over a period of time in their FEV1, we would consider then an alternating regime. Since uh, tobramycin has been available, we have started some patients who have newly become chronically infected with pseudomonas on alternating regimes. And so we have a, a range of individuals who are on continuous colostin, some and now really relatively few on alternating month tobramycin and an increasing number on various combinations of alternating inhaled antibiotics. So on those patients who you might use the intermittent regimen, how do you decide which patients are better suited to be on a continuous regimen? So some of this is around the severity of the impairment of FEV1 and the history of exacerbations and the general symptoms of the patient. So if it was someone who had pretty good lung function, fairly infrequent exacerbations, then we might start such an individual on an alternating month regime, usually starting with inhaled tobramycin. But if they then reported having more symptoms during their off month or they were their exacerbations started to become an issue or symptoms or decline in FEV1, then we would quite rapidly consider putting them on continuous inhaled antibiotics. I think part of that is that in my practice, we've been used to patients being on continuous antibiotic with colostin. And so the rationale of alternating months, although sound in terms of antimicrobial resistance and, and trying to prevent that happening, for the patient, if they're more symptomatic on their off month and if they're having some evidence of progression of their CF lung disease, then we would consider it much more rational for them to be on a continuous antibiotic regime. Right. So I know you know that we had done a study of continuous alternating therapy, or, or known as the CAT trial because you were present when I made that presentation at the North American Cystic Fibrosis meeting. Assuming you remember all that I had presented, uh, what were your impressions of the trial? So, uh, first of all, I think this is a trial that the CF community has been really keen to see the results of, because at the moment we are prescribing somewhat empirically, although I would argue pretty logically, that continuous antibiotics are likely to be of benefit compared to alternating month regimes. So this was indeed an important trial, and I think that 
adds to the disappointment that you weren't able to get the numbers into this trial to really answer the question definitively. Although there are clearly very good reasons for that, really driven by physician practice that made it difficult to recruit a cohort on alternating tobramycin that could enter the trial to then compare that to continuous alternating treatment with tobramycin and astreanam. So with that caveat, the data really looks like it's all trending in a a direction that's favorable to the combination therapy, uh, certainly in the first couple of cycles for FEV1. And the trends in relative risk for exacerbations would suggest that continuous alternating therapy may well have some advantage over alternating month therapy with tobramycin. So although the study didn't reach the sample size required to have the power to show a significant difference because of the the limited recruitment, the trends are at least consistent with the notion that continuous antibiotics may well be beneficial over alternating month antibiotic regimes. So how will this study ultimately change or impact your future use of inhaled antibiotics? In terms of prescribing, I think it'll have a relatively limited impact because we're already using these sorts of regimes uh, in our patients. I think it will give some extra reassurance and confidence that this is a rational thing to do, even though we don't have a strong evidence base around it. Certainly, we can, I think, be confident that continuous use of alternating antibiotics doesn't do any harm. And if I remember the data correctly, there was no strong signal in terms of increased antimicrobial resistance in the pseudomonas organisms isolated from the patients on continuous alternating therapy compared to those on alternating month uh, tobramycin. So overall, I think this is a useful study in reassuring us that the practice that I think many centers in both the United States and Europe and Australia are currently doing in, in terms of continuous antibiotics is, is, a, is a reasonable thing to be doing. All right, terrific. Stuart, thank you for being part of this e-cystic fibrosis review special edition program. Pleasure. Thank you very much.